assemble the squad, Johan, Rainbow, I need backup dancers, and get ready for some wild stories. Doctors in China, remove fish from man's rectum. Guys, guys, we've all been there. <laughs> I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, January 26th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. A live-action Harry Potter TV series is reportedly in, quote, extremely early stages of development at HBO Max, according to Hollywood Trades. The streamer and studio both denied to EW that there is a project officially in the works. And the American Film Institute has released its list of 10 best TV shows and 10 best movies of 2020. Among the shows are Bridgerton, The Crown, The Mandalorian, and Ted Lasso. On the film side, The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Miami, and Judas and the Black Messiah, whose stars Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield cover EW's February issue. Today's number three pick is a half-hour dose of misery, but in a fun way. TBS's game show The Misery Index returns for season three tonight, bringing this game of epic fails, big bucks, and substantial schadenfreude back for more. The Good Place star Jamila Jamil hosts as two players compete with the help of the stars of True TV's Impractical Jokers to determine the ranking of hilarious and miserable real-life events on a scale from 1 to 100 based on the three pillars of misery, physical pain, emotional trauma, and long-term psychological impact. Those events range from taking a tumble down an escalator to literal loss of limb. And in between are lots of animals in places they shouldn't be. Jamil previously explained to EW's Kristen Baldwin what drew her to the show. Take a listen. What about you? What makes you a good host for something about uh, the enjoyment and profit from other people's misery? Well, I'm English, so I'm just... <laughs> Miserable, uh, anyway, by nature. And also, with the only way that we cope with our own misery is to laugh through it. That's very, very, very British. And so this really appealed to me. And the fact that it's not cruel humor, we're just laughing at old-fashioned slapstick. Yeah. People sexting their grandmothers by mistake. We've all been there. Well, at least one person has, apparently. The Misery Index is back at 10.30 p.m. on TBS. After the return of Grownish last week, Blackish and Mixedish are back tonight to catch us up with the rest of the Johnson clan. Returning at a new time on a new night, the winter premiere of Blackish, titled Blackout, offers a timely tale for our age of sheltering in place as a power outage in the neighborhood causes Dre to go into survival mode and stockpile essentials. Bo, meanwhile, is focused on helping their neighbors, perhaps by sharing the literal throne of toilet paper Dre acquired in the early days of quarantine. After that, stay tuned for the season two premiere of Mixedish, in which Rainbow's parents try to encourage her brother Johan to be proud of being black after finding out he's been pretending to be a different race. Here's a clip. Did you know Johan was pretending to be Mexican? No clue, but I do have a theory. Maybe we are Mexican. Maybe that's why mom and dad burned their American passports when we went to the commune. How did he think it was okay? This is why I wanted him to open up to me. I thought he was the victim, but he's been lying about who he is. You know, it's not a big deal. I pretend to be different people all the time. I pretend to be rich at school. 
But that's not the same thing, and that was one time. Last week, I pretended to have a limp. <laughs> I got so much attention. Okay, well, that's not great. And I called Aunt Denise on the phone at night pretending to be a psychic service. I've made $200. Oh, and I'm pen pals with a woman who thinks I'm a male prisoner. What? Gotta say, Santa Monica continues to be this show's secret comedic weapon. Blackish returns at 9 p.m. on ABC, followed by Mixedish at 9.30. What We Do in the Shadow star Harvey Guillen makes another appearance tonight on NBC's Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and he's singing a Britney Spears song. You can check that out at 8 p.m., but we wanted to know what he's been checking out. So when EW's Sydney Bucksbaum spoke with him, she asked the question, what you watching? I just finished uh, Bruce Kent, which when I first started, I was like, I love this reboot of Gossip Girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is great. Uh, but I also love Gossip Girl when it was on too as well. But I've been watching that. I go to documentaries and I go back and forth. So I bought, watched Bridgerton and I jumped over to Night Soccer, which was a mistake at night. Um, <laughs> and watching that by myself and then being paranoid. And also, you know, uh, that whole ordeal started in my hometown of Rosemead, um, which is where I was, uh, where I was raised. And so watching the documentary go to all the cities that I was like, the Montebello, I used to go to the mall there and hang out with my friends. Like I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is where the killer was. <laughs> it just it terrifies me to think that our little city, you know, it's like a little city out of LA was had this horrible history, but it was weird. I just see it on TV and all it mentioned over and over. So it really kind of brought back, you know, uh, traumatic memories of like living in that city, but also reminding me to lock my door. <laughs> Reality TV has also been another big player. I've been falling down the rabbit hole of Housewives. Oh, 15 years of the Real Housewives franchise on Bravo, 10 different cities. That's a big rabbit hole. And always good advice to lock your doors and windows. And with that, we're ready to reveal today's number one pick. But first, a quick break and... It's trivia time. Today, a question about Blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross's mother, Diana. The iconic entertainer and former Supremes member received her only Oscar nomination to date for playing what fellow musician? Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, or Bessie Smith? Stick around for the answer and today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now, bundle up for today's number one pick, 
Big Sky, David E. Kelly's Montana set crime thriller is back to pick up the pieces after December's cliffhanger, which brought things to a head much sooner than expected. To recap, in the winter finale, Cassie tracked down the three kidnapped girls and, after a standoff, shot the show's main villain, Officer Ligarski, in the head. And that was just episode five. And the show isn't slowing down. In tonight's episode, Jenny and Cassie finally learn the truth about Cody's death and decide to officially team up to track down Ronald. Of course, when we last left him, Ronald had admitted his role in the kidnappings to his mother. Wonder if that will come into play. EW's authority on Big Sky, Maureen Lee Linker, joins me now to discuss what else we can expect in this episode and the rest of the season. Hey, Maureen. Hey, Jared. How you doing? I'm great. I'm much better than Officer Ligarski. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was quite a big episode. They've done so much in five episodes alone. It's kind of wild. It is crazy. It honestly feels a little bit like David E. Kelly is so used to plotting for these limited <laughs> series on HBO that he set up that arc and now it's like, oh, now we have all this extra time to play. <laughs> yeah, well, and they are they are certainly doing that. So we know that Officer Ligarski uh, shot in the head. So now it seems like Ronald is the only one left to track down. And we know that is part of their next mission, right? Yes, absolutely. So Ronald is still at large. He's not in the uh, the bar when Cassie rescues the girls. Um, and that's definitely going to come into play immediately because uh, he's aware that he sort of needs to cover his tracks and, uh, you know, we're, we're still not certain on Ligarski's fate and uh, and whatever, uh, whether he lives or dies, obviously will have an impact on uh, whether they even figure out who Ronald is. The girls um, tell... Cassie and Jenny that there's uh, another person involved, but that's basically all the information they have about him and what he looks like. So he is also going to be very invested in uh, in staying hidden. So it's sort of a, a cat and mouse game, but uh, it's shifting from cat and two mice to cat and one mouse. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Uh, and, and part of the big thing here also is, of course, that the, the girls are now rescued. So what's next for them? Uh, well... You know, obviously, a a situation like this is going to have a lasting impact and cause some trauma. So I think we'll start to see the girls uh, come out of that and what that looks like. And um, and Jerry specifically, uh, she is really, really invested in helping Jenny and Cassie track down Ronald. She felt um, very intimidated by him because. Uh, uh, you know, he kidnapped her, and, and I think they had a stronger personal connection, whereas Ligarski menaced the yeah. other two girls more. Um, and and we'll see him continue to threaten and haunt her a little bit as well, so she's even more invested in, uh, in bringing him to justice. Uh, and the other girls will help as well, but, you know, they're not from Montana, they're not from the area, so mm-hmm. uh, it's unclear how much time they'll even have left on the show and the main storytelling, to be honest. Good point. And the book uh, that this is based upon, um, it, it's more the the female detectives are more at the center of this. So does it feel like that's where the show in general is probably headed to focus more on Jenny and Cassie? Yeah, I think that that's safe to say. So, yes. Yeah, so Cassie, Kylie Bunbury's character, is mm-hmm. the heroine of these novels. So I'm really curious how Jenny's going to continue to play into it. Obviously, they have a very interesting relationship because... 
they were brought together by Cody, by this one man who they both had feelings for. Cassie was having an affair with him and Jenny was his estranged wife. Um, and But they formed a real bond in this hunt together. And so it'll be really interesting to see both how their relationship evolves and then also what types of cases they might be covering. I mean, they still have the rest of this case to wrap up, but, um, you know, at the pace at at which this has been moving, I'm not entirely sure that's going (laughs) to last the rest of the season. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's so true. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I am, I am all in on this show. Big Sky returns tonight at 10 PM on ABC. Thanks Maureen. You're welcome. And now, the answer to today's trivia question. Blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross's mother, the iconic entertainer and former Supremes member Diana Ross, received her only Oscar nomination to date for playing what fellow musician? Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, or Bessie Smith? You'll have no regrets if you said Billie Holiday. Ross earned a Best Actress nomination for playing the pioneering jazz singer in the 1972 film Lady Sings the Blues. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.